anyway. Anyway. It's, it's, uh, it's red. Yeah. Hey. Do you really know what that means now? What's that? After five years, do you know when it goes red, what that means? Are you on? That's usually what it means. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, who are you? Hey, guys. It's your boy, John. Colder Ice Lawson. What's up? Yeah, what are, you, are you up? I'm like a little low. A little, little, little low energy. Just a little low energy. Yeah. Low energy ice. I've got low tea. Low ice. Lower ice. Low tea. I got low tea. All right. Well, I don't because I'm Brent Leary. See, that's, that's how even you do lower it. tea. <laughs> welcome, anyway, welcome to another colder edition because it's gonna be cold here. Yeah, it's about to get uh, below freezing tomorrow be night. Frosty or tonight. Here. Yes, frosty. Tonight, right? Very frosty, but at least the sun is out. And it's a great Sunday, right before uh, what MLK Day. Yes, Martin Luther King birthday tomorrow. So this is a, a special edition of watching Amazon. You know what I think we should start out with, because it is MLK Day tomorrow. What do you think when you think about Martin Luther King and it's 2020? What do I think about Martin Luther King and it's 2020? It's a, it's a, a new decade. It's 2020. And it's Martin Luther King Day. And we're in Atlanta. I mean, this is like ground zero for this kind of holiday, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's a good question. You see me thinking. It's because, you know, um, one of the things I definitely will say is that the tone of the country is absolute shit when it comes to racial relations. Um, and that's very unfortunate. Um, but also at the same time, it's very fortunate because, you know, uh, somebody lifted the rock and all of the uh, worms and night crawlers have come out. So that's good. Yeah, 2020, baby. MLK. Yeah. Very, very happy. <laughs> it is not gonna, this is not going to make the edit. <laughs> Just put that out there. <laughs> Do you think martin luther king would have been shopping on amazon <laughs> oh my god really <laughs> i would assume yes you know. no i would assume no really he would stay away i think martin luther king would be on the side of the uh small, small, the small medium businesses yeah i think he probably would have had something to say about the treatment of with the third party no just main street main street main street oh you know the actual Mom and pops. Yeah, because uh, uh. there is some, yeah, there is, there, there is no real voice that uh, speaks to what's going on with traditional retail right now. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I can see him probably maybe. That's, that's a fa that's a fantasy thought. I know, I, but I just you know, when you when you're in Atlanta and it is the day before Martin Luther King Day. And you do a show called Watching Amazon. It kind of, you know, world star clients like, wow, what, what would he have thought of the rise of Amazon and what it has done to small businesses, mom and pops, a lot of folks that are in the communities that he championed. How, you know, what, it'll be interesting to know. It will be interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right. And all, I'll, after that. Okay, but what about you? You didn't put yours on there. Oh, uh, I thought I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, well, I wonder if. What his uh, would he be more Elizabeth Warren like in his approach to Amazon? You know, would there be protests? Would there be marches for equality in brick and mortar versus online? 
would it would there be more minority businesses benefiting because he might have had more to do around that area yeah, yeah. something to think about interesting just something to think about all right getting back to the usual uh-huh. all right you're up all right so um kind of focusing in on that uh same thought is that pop socket ceo um said that amazon bullies with a smile to press for lower prices but he actually was speaking at friday's anti-trust house hearing which we're not hearing a whole lot about there's you know some other things going on there's some other things going <laughs> on but at the same time the antitrust is moving forward uh, they called on the CEO of PopSocket. We've discussed PopSocket's issues with yeah. Amazon before. Pop oh, oh, no. Pop uh, uh, oh, rerun? No. No, sorry. Wow. <laughs> Dude, you're killing me. <laughs> so PopSockets um, had their run-in with Amazon. Yeah, they were originally selling on Amazon, right? Right, and uh, Amazon was putting pressure on them for pricing. Um, and telling them that they had to match pricing on other platforms. Um, so in other words, they were they selling. It, they were selling it for a, a lower price on other on their own platforms. On their own website. And, and Amazon wanted them to match. They don't want to be outdone because why would anybody want to buy it on Amazon if the price is cheaper somewhere else? Right. right. But that's still an antitrust issue, I think. Right. And I, I'm sure that's why they called them. Um, and they just talked about the relationship, which is interesting because PopSocket still has a relationship with Amazon in terms of their third-party platform for, you know, um, Amazon Merch. You're able to create a design on a PopSocket and sell it on the platform. So, but it's interesting. One of the things that came out of the story was that they removed their stuff from, so Amazon's claim to fame thing is, Look, if you don't like Amazon, there's all kind of other platforms to sell on. Well, they went to the second biggest platform, which was Walmart, and their sales was 138. Oh, <laughs> of what they are. On yeah, 138, and they're a big seller with a big brand, and people know it. 138. See, that right there tells you just how dominant. Yeah, exactly. That, that's the first thing I was to put a number. Maybe 10% exactly. or something. Yeah. 138. Yeah, 138. That's like 2 point something percent. 138 of the sales they Wow, that's huge. that's huge. So that so, kind of puts it in perspective. So Pop, pop I, I want to say Pop Locket so bad. Uh, pop Sockets basically pulled their stuff off of Amazon because they didn't want to kind of... Deal say, with that relationship. Yeah, yeah. Have to say... We have no pricing power on our own products anymore. Mm -hmm. So they pulled it off, and now they're selling it, you know, in different places. And the business is still, I mean, that's a pretty significant drop off there. But the business, they've stuck to their guns on that? They've stuck to their guns. They're, they're in negotiations now. So they want to get back on. Right? Well, they want to do direct sales. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they, they used to do direct to Amazon sales. They'd sell directly to Amazon. They want to go direct to consumer as a third oh, okay, party. okay, okay. They're going to... So that's what, 30% of a commission or something? 15. 15, 15 to 25 or 30. But they get to control the pricing? Yes. Interesting. Well, okay. All right. Somewhat. Because actually there is a, well, 
there is a, a rule written in the terms of agreements that you have to have parity. However, in recent uh, ages now, they have stopped enforcing that as stringently as they used to because, mm -hmm. I believe, of this case. That so. is just <laughs> so, uh, such a powerful example of how powerful Amazon is. Yeah. These guys, they're probably killing it on Amazon, but not making as much profit margin as they did. Well, they were killing their brand on Amazon. I mean, Amazon was hurting their brand. And the biggest issue that they really had was not just the pricing, but it was the fact that they had uh, counterfeits that Amazon wasn't stopping. Okay. Oh, right? okay. So the deal is if we pull all of our products off, then that leaves everybody else as a counterfeit. Mm -hmm. Now it's easier for them to remove the counterfeits. So it was really the counterfeits that were hurting their business, and they were trying to leverage their strength and their power to get Amazon to be more enforcing that rule about counters fits. Mm. Amazon responds back like, no, we have you under the, you know. And I we got you by the way. Right. Um, interesting. All right, no, this is, that's fascinating. Yeah, it's 38. fascinating. <laughs> That's a hell of a that's, number. That's, that's beyond a fall That's off a, a hell of a number. Man. All right. That got me. All right. Uh, so I'm going to hold the last, the one that I really want to get into for later. Okay. But I do want to talk about this one because this is kind of, well, we're in 2020, so I guess all sorts of stuff is uh -huh. about to happen. All right. So uh, we posted something last week on Amazon. Uh putting together some technology, some biometrics, that basically, instead of having to pull out like uh, your phone and have somebody scan it, or you know, you have your little key card, uh, you know, that like I have for my groceries, where you, you have a little card, like a membership card or a loyalty card that has a little scan on it and you scan it. Amazon's like, we're gonna continue to try to remove friction as much as possible. So they come up with technology that they say will basically allow to use your hand and have your hand scanned and that will allow you to basically be recognized and buy stuff as opposed to pulling out a card and having it scanned. So it's talking about biometrics in your hand that, act, that basically allow you to use your hand to scan products in and out, buy stuff with the palm of your Why hand. Why do you need the hand? Ask Chris Piccoli about it. I'm that. just curious why the whole hand. Well, it's the palm, I guess. Well, what, what's wrong with the fingertips? We've already got know, fingertip scanners. It just looks like, you know, this is, it's it's trying to develop this technology. It, maybe it would be nice to do, because you know what? I don't think one finger is good. Uh, you need more than. Well, Clear does too. Clear you know, at the airport too. does too. Right. So. Yeah, if that's good enough for that. But think about it. That, what, if you can do that at the airport, why not do that anywhere else? But why do I need a whole? I don't know. Technology's already there for two fingers. Why do I need a whole palm? I don't know. Maybe Does it tell you in the story? I didn't really think about. You didn't read that. the story. You no, just I didn't think about it. it. Was that big a I'm deal? Sure. It's like no, you I'm know, just curious. Okay, you could do it like a retina scan right. too. I don't care. Yeah, but that's a. But go ahead. All right, now go. No, I'm just saying if we could do it, if it, we're doing that at Clear, because you and I are both Clear members. Yeah. And it is a lot faster to yeah. be able to just do this then to go through pull your ID out have some dude looking at you you know I, that's just another removal of friction 
and another potentially secure security measure because where are they going to use this you can use it wherever like you go to the amazon go stores right now okay you don't have to do Pull anything out your phone but, and scan right you just walk you just out put your hand on the thing but when you first go into the store you do have to you have your amazon go app and they have to right. use that to scan so instead of having that, to do all that you do your hand it's a, it just removes a little more friction from the process. Mm -hmm. What is Amazon famous for? Removing friction from the process. Every every chance they get, they're always trying to do that. So now they're doing it with this. And I, I mean, it makes sense to me because clear is great. Except, you know, it gets backed up on a Monday morning in Atlanta. Hard yeah, to. but that's just, that, that everything's backed up. <laughs> yeah. But generally speaking, it I can move through the airport, but not just Atlanta, but I the mean, other I airports, get it. in and out. So if you're trying to remove friction and I create a better experience, oh, just I get off the I'm, palm. I'm stuck on the palm thing. Get off the palm, please. It's like it's like they're trying to make news to me, like, hey, we're creating a scanner for your palm, and it's like, but there's already scanners out there for your fingers. Hey. You're right. And your eyes. And your Have eyes. you ever had to do the eye? Yeah, it's clear. Yeah, I'm about to say, I didn't know, you know, I'm only yeah. to do it once, and I didn't know they had an eye scan on it. Oh, well, you know when you sign up for clear, they I scan your yeah, eyes. I, you what know, were you doing? I, mean, I was high that day. <laughs> All right, but anyway, so it could be coming to stores near you. Use your palm to get your stuff. Maybe it's going to be a palm like that. I don't know. Now, that would be different. Oh, good Lord. Anyway. You know what I'm saying? That would be, if I could just do a palm wave. <laughs> now, that that's uh, awesome. A palm, was there any other kind of wave? Like, well, I mean, like it's just, just like, you know, I mean, where I could just, because, like, with the other thing, you have to contact, get well, yeah. contact. Right. So maybe the palm but scan doesn't eyes, need contact. You don't it doesn't need, need contact. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Maybe the palm scan doesn't need a contact. Maybe that's it. It just pulls it up. It might. Yeah, that might be it. Is that yeah, better that for may, you? Well, it makes more sense. There you go. All right. For for why they would let do JB this. know that, and then maybe he'll incorporate uh, that. Yeah. yeah okay. Right. I, you get it though, right? Yeah. Whatever. Now I get it. Yeah. Anyway, go uh, ahead. You're up next. <laughs> Hold on. I got to do a palm scan. <laughs> next. Next segment. <laughs> so, um, Bezos makes a surprise trip to India. Nobody knows. Uh, he goes on stage and talks for about 20 minutes. And he doesn't and usually do that kind of No, stuff. he doesn't. I mean, it was it was pretty uh, interesting to listen to him talk, what he had to say. Um, I found it very telling when he said uh, that he's planning, Amazon's planning to invest a billion dollars in uh, India. And then he goes on to say, which I saw a lot of papers put that in, but... The second part, right after that, is that he said he wanted 10 billion of product sales exported from India. To where? You America. Maybe. Right. So I, I, I really put two and two together, whereas like, look, we're doing what we're doing and we have our initiatives in China. He recognizes the importance of India in getting in very early. It's the camp. number two market. Exactly. And uh, the infrastructure that he's already putting in place with FBA, all of the Amazon planes, trucks, it's really important for them to, it's almost them making a direct beeline to the producers of products so that they can sell that and cut the middleman out 
a product here in America. So I just thought it was interesting. But not only that, what was also surprising was that the uh, Prime Minister refused to meet with him. Uh, he, he met with a lot of uh, what, like protests. Dignita- oh, protesters, right? Yeah, oh no, a lot of dignitaries, they just refused to meet with him. Um, wow. Because of what Amazon historically has done with small businesses, they're doing it also in India, and uh, a lot of those politicians require the support of small and medium business. So to meet with Bezos, who was their hardened enemy, would be bad. So there was a lot of uh, rebuke on Bezos and a lot of, you know, go home Jeff kind of thing. So it was interesting that there's, there's... So they were basically trying to give him a, a passage out of India, huh? <laughs> you sat there that long. I was, that. I was just waiting for the opening. You were. <laughs> anyway, so, but definitely worth looking at. Go up to YouTube if you haven't done that. It's about 20-minute interview. It's worth watching. Gives you an idea of, of where Jeff's head is at, uh, especially when it comes to uh, global e-commerce. So, good one. That's a good one. I yeah. like that. All right, here's one. It's this ongoing shipping thing. And remember, right before Christmas, big news came out. Amazon basically forbid third-party shippers to use UPS. UPS or, or, or FedEx. FedEx, FedEx Ground. FedEx, FedEx, FedEx Ground. So they couldn't do like the what the one or two day right. Amazon Prime stuff. They could not self-fulfill product. Right. Yes. So remember, we did a whole thing on that and what we thought that meant. Does that mean the whole FedEx is really starting to get a tank after this move? Well, then this week, Amazon lifted the ban. They did say it was a temporary ban. They did, but we thought, yeah. Yeah, we thought it would be like... A little less temporary than what they were going to say. But they lifted it up. So does that mean that uh, FedEx doesn't have anything to worry about? This was just a little short-term little hiccup and... They, you know, maybe Amazon just wanted to make sure that they got through the season and were able to hit certain delivery numbers. And now that they got through it, everything's all good. I don't think Amazon is really in. in I don't think Amazon is in the mode of, hey, let's compete with UPS, FedEx. I think their only reason for doing their own logistics is to ensure that their customer satisfaction rating stays where it's supposed to be. More so than like, hey, we need this more as another revenue stream. I don't really think that's the major, you know, push. You know, I, I you look at over the last year, you know, the, the focus for them has been on building out the last mile, getting delivery from two day to one day. And we think eventually it's going to be same day. It could be like four, four hours, hours or whatever. So they've been doing a heavy investment in infrastructure, which means a heavy investment in buying land and locations that will make it easier for them to meet this dream. I don't know if it's a dream. Maybe they had a dream since it's MLK Day uh, of getting... <laughs> 
to same day delivery. So they've been buying land, and we just no, they haven't. Well, yes, they have. They lease. Well, whatever. They lease land to that's build. A, that's a big difference. All right, that's true. But they lease land to build their own fulfillment centers locally across wherever they need to go. We just they just announced that they're going to have another place in Metro Atlanta. It's going to have 500 new jobs apparently. Um, but even as they that was announced, I saw two or three other announcements of new fulfillment centers being announced in different parts of the country. So, putting this kind of all together, has Amazon become more than an e-commerce company, more than a web services company? Have they become, you know, uh, almost sort of like a McDonald's kind of company? Remember when everybody would talk about McDonald's and first people would be valuing them as fast food? But then, but then really, well, they, yeah, but they they own these spots and these different locations. Yeah, so they actually they're, they're more of company. a real estate company than anything else. Okay. Are we starting to see, even though they're not? No. <laughs> I get it out first. Okay. <laughs> because they have bought Whole Foods. No. <laughs> I'm not done. Go ahead. <laughs> They've got Whole Foods. They have all these distribution and fulfillment centers popping up everywhere and it seems like as more companies step away from physical locations Amazon is stepping to more physical locations just not in retail but in fulfillment and distribution so is Amazon becoming more of a real estate company no I'm not done yet a real estate company then maybe people expect and no. are valuing them no. in a way that doesn't take that into consideration. They're not consideration. buying real estate. They're dabbling in real estate. No, I'm saying like even the one that's around the corner right. that they're building, right. they don't own the real estate. The, 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 the corporation, the developer bought the real estate and that developer is building the property, right. then Amazon will lease the property from them. Now, is that a modern way of... Well, let me, th let me tell you yeah. why. Right. If you think about it, right. if I'm Amazon, right? right? Um, ultimately, Amazon wants to have their warehouses where? On their own land? In the cloud. Oh! Right? So, at some point, Amazon mm. wants to be able to flee away from all of that and move to the next level. I don't think Amazon is making a long-term play in real estate. They realize and recognize that they'll use it for the time they use it, and as their business model changes, for whatever changes they are, they're going to be fleet enough to be able to leave and move on. Uh, yeah, but you still have to have physical... And they'll rent that. Alright, so that, that poses the question, Are that does that mean they are a 21st century real estate company? Where I think so. You don't yeah. own the real estate, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's, you, it's, um, you, you're able to. They're an Airbnb. <laughs> but it, you know, I would say even more than that because they have the ability, because of who they are, to say, you know what, we want this, and we want this here, but we don't necessarily want to own this. Mm -hmm. If you build this for us, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do and it. we'll give we'll you tax it. breaks and all that. So it is a definite that's different yeah. 
that's an amazing yeah because you think about it right but i mean it's not um, it's not a new model so right now let's say macy says they're going to close x amount of stores macy doesn't own that property it's it's owned by the developer that built the mall Right. And so the property still exists, and it's got boards up, and yeah, it used ain't to nobody be amazing, using it. <laughs> but it's not like Macy's is losing anything from having the boarded-up store because it wasn't their real estate. But the difference is that was the only operational area that Macy had were these stores, where Amazon yeah. doesn't have that. That's just a storehouse. That's right. Yeah. So that is new in that regard, and I don't know, like... Same with Whole Foods. I bet you they don't own those those physical locations. Yeah, I bet you they. Most of them are in shopping centers. Are these are these stores uh, today? Because traditionally, any kind of physical location, be it a house or a store, the traditional path was it would grow in value, it would grow in worth. Are these stores not doing that anymore? Just what do you the mean physical, the location, physical location? The building of the well, store. The building of the store right now is in a down market right. still. So you know, there's a lot there. You know, it's supply and demand. Right. right. So traditionally, it had been up. Now it's kind of down for retail. Right. So there's no benefit at all to owning these stores. Right. Right. Which is another thing that's interesting to me because retail real estate is Tank. low. Right. Yeah that Amazon chooses not to not even move buy in. It. Right, or even move into an empty space, they end up buying and or creating their own new space. Right. Yeah, I mean, they could get all kind of real estate that's but already pre-developed. Like because A, they recognize that real estate is not acting the way it has traditionally, which- Maybe that's why they're not investing in it. That's just, that's smart, man. They, they, are able, they are able to, well, it's, I guess, I guess it is. at it some is. point the pendulum may swing back and it'll be better to own because you can control your cars that way. But if you're able to call your shot and say, look, I don't want to buy this, but I want you to buy it, develop it, and we'll lease it from, it from you. You develop it to our specs yep. and we'll lease it from you. So, that uh, is... That takes away so much of, of the, the risk. risk. Yeah, it mitigates a lot of their risk for their growth. So to me, that's a modern, now that's a power move Yeah. in modern uh, land. Actually, you know what? And, and, and I've talked about Webvan before. Man, they were way ahead of their time, weren't they? Right, but what killed Webvan is that they bought the retail space. And that means they had no control over <laughs> what happened with that market. Yeah. And it hurt them. Whereas now Whereas Amazon, Amazon is like, literally is like, hey, we got to lease down right. X amount of places. We're just moving the equipment yeah. out and right. leaving the lease or not renewing the lease. So all that to say, Amazon and this relationship with the UPSs and the FedExs, it's really to me about managing the opportunity to, to I guess, more successfully meet that dream or that goal of same-day delivery at a way that they can have more control over it. Absolutely. Now, I think that's the only reason why they have this this thing going on. Now, one other thing we're going to talk about. Uh-oh. Because I always thought, you know, we, we just oh, talked about yeah. how they made up with FedEx. And 
Yeah. Uh, I always thought, you know, that what Amazon is doing is with their Amazon shipping was, oh yeah, they, they can get the last mile. Makes sense. But then you told me that, you know, when it comes to the third party sellers and this whole strike or this forbidding them to use UPS or FedEx, excuse me, I keep saying FedEx. That was just on the one, the, the last mile for the customer. Right. But the their, their logistics that they're building is, is all based customer, on customer. Last mile customer. Yes. But when it comes to the third party sellers, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a whole different ball It's game. all UPS. So right now, even though they've been spending all this billion dollar on Amazon shipping. It's to only get stuff half delivered, the game that they're doing. It has nothing to do with how sellers get the product right so Amazon. the deal is guys third-party sellers have to use FedEx to get their wares into the warehouses you don't have any Amazon trucks pulling up to your place of business filling it with Amazon products for FBA and then taking it to FBA so right now, all of that happens through UPS so all these Amazon trucks that we see out on the street they're None of them are sole, picking up products. They're solely for delivering they're to solely consumers. For deli yes. Truck-wise, too. But from a seller's perspective, in order for them to get their product to Amazon to sell it to you, UPS. It's all. It's not anything all. else. Just UPS. Pretty much. I mean, if you got LTL, then you know. All right. So less than a load, you can. My bring big a truck question in, to you is just how long is it going to be before Amazon starts dipping into that? You know, I don't. I don't know. I mean, you've got something pretty good going on right now um, because there's there's two sides to this. If all the volume that third-party sellers are bringing into the warehouse going through Fed or UPS gives them power to get lower prices for packages delivered to consumer through UPS. So it feeds both sides. And right now they're only delivering 50% of their own, Only. you know, fulfillment. Well, but I mean, still, 50%, right? So that leaves the other 50% vulnerable to pricing. And as long as they got 100% of third-party seller products coming in through UPS, they get a better deal. So I think the answer is, right now, shipping costs from Amazon to individual customers to get them their stuff. That's all on Amazon. They're paying for all of that shipping costs. Oh, okay. But right now... I'm rolling my eyes because, yeah, still yeah. the sell. Well, I know but they pass ahead. it off, but it's it's actually coming out of Amazon's checks. Yes, yes. Now, when the sellers ship stuff in into Amazon, Amazon's not paying a dime for that. That's all on the seller, right? Right, but the seller does get discounting based, based on, on the volume. volume. Right. But it's still... They're paying, even if they're getting a discount, they're still physically paying. Yeah, and here's the other thing, too, is at one point, you could use any provider right. to do that. And uh, last UPS few, become the, the guy? Last few years, they, they said only UPS. There must be a reason for that. Maybe they're getting kicked uh, back from UPS. Uh, a little bit of they that, but maybe, I think because they integrated their Systems. labels. Okay, all right. You know? Move so, some friction. Remove some, some first. Okay, Absolutely. Understand. All right. So until Amazon really nails down that last mile. They got mile, a long way to go. I know. That's what I'm saying. Before they nail down that whole last mile, get to the same day delivery, last mile, get that streamlined and efficient 
and profitable as possible. They're not going to touch that part. No, they're not going to touch that part. But at some point, I'm to, look. Here's the deal. As soon if I'm UPS, as soon as you touch that part, you get no parts from me. So they pull everything. They just out. pull everything, and then now you're just left with, oh my god. So, so maybe this is a good compromise. That hey, we you, you, need, you may you still not need us. You, 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 we will still let you have the shipping from seller to us, but all bets are off. On I don't I don't think so. Really? See, that's what I'm saying. I don't think so. I think at some level, UPS is probably sitting back saying, you know, we could pull your shit like this. We, they do have a lever to pull to keep some of that direct oh, consumer, right. you know, traffic. Interesting. Interesting. It is so fascinating <laughs> looking at all this stuff. There's a lot of moving because wheels Because this is a whole thing that I hadn't even thought about until this morning when we're right. talking. But it's... That's some, with all the other stuff that Amazon has going on, this is the meat and potatoes of the that's business. What, but that's why we go back to what I said on the earlier clip, is I really don't think that Amazon is looking to get that kind of power just for the revenue. They only want it as, as long as FedEx is doing what they do well, I think Amazon is more than happy to, to use I think them. you're right, but I think it's because that allows Amazon to focus yeah. their efforts and their resources on customer experience. On what they do best. And if they can keep ahead of everybody else on that, all this other stuff is driven by that. Yeah. There's no point in having, you know, trying to deal heavy-handedly with sellers to a certain extent if the customers aren't buying stuff on the front end. Right. And there's no reason for them to be heavy-handed with UPS as long as they're, if they're meeting. Yes, because it allows them to grow, um, and we all get to share in that experience of the revenue stream. I, I don't see that being an issue. The revenue. But stream. you gotta play ball with them, and I'm sure they're putting a lot of pressure on UPS pricing-wise. You know. Fascinating. Yeah. That's a lot, sometimes you know I get geeked out on the Alexa stuff and all that, but that this right here that we just talked about—that's uh, the business. No, that's billions. That's the business. That's billions and billions of dollars. Until Alexa comes up. No, uh, Alexa ain't <laughs> never leaving that little box that it's in. Are you kidding me? At the Salesforce Dreamforce. I'm event? talking about is not going to walk around and deliver your packages for you. No, drones will do that. I'm not. I'm not a big. I don't. I don't want a lot of drone traffic. We should talk about drones one day. Yeah, but not how, today. how is it going to work? Not today. Not today. We did a lot of talking today. Already. We did a lot of a talking. lot of good talking. But what? No, it was a lot of good stuff. Oh, this was I know. Good, I, I'm impressed by your knowledge of the shipping stuff. I will say, I said it. You'll never hear me say those words again. But I, said. I know. Wait, let's make no. sure that makes it no. in the edits. No, probably you will never see that, folks. All right. We'll be good yeah, good show. I guess we'll be back next week, and then the following show uh, on the road, on the road in Austin, Texas. Yeah, going to be doing the Texas two-step. Well, maybe you, I, I don't know. but we'll be at That's the Soho Day, Austin. We're going to do a show from Austin, Texas. Cool. Maybe we'll put in some guests. Absolutely. Like maybe get my buddy Paul Greenberg. Maybe get Brian Solis. Maybe we'll bring Ramon it on. Ray. Ramon is going to be there too. Who else? I don't know. Lots of stuff. Lots of people. 
Is your girl gonna be there? Who's that? Melinda? Who the hell? Uh, I don't remember. I can't remember. Never mind. Oh, Lauren McCain's bike. Yes, he's gonna be there. Anyway.